get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie, BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Excited to go out to the Brownie and Crouppen Celebrity Line. We've talked a lot about the Rockies in recent weeks and months because they've got a lot of players that certainly would be of interest to Cardinals fans. And now we are happy to be joined by Drew Goodman. He's a Rockies broadcaster for AT&T Sportsnet. You can give him a follow on Twitter at DrewGoodman42. Drew, always appreciate the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing all right. So let's start with uh, David Dahl because you've been able to watch him up close and personal over the last few years. Ends up getting non-tendered by the Rockies and is certainly drawing some interest out there on the market right now. For Cardinals fans that haven't seen a lot of David Dahl, first of all, what do you think went into the decision to non-tender him? And then what kind of a player is whatever team that signs him getting? Well, first of all, the decision to non-tender him, uh, you know, many clubs, the majority of clubs are, are really going to keep their purse strings tight uh, based on the obvious, uh, the pandemic and, and uncertainty in the 2021 season in terms of how many people will be in the ballpark, et cetera. Um, they obviously couldn't trade him because uh, they wouldn't have non-tendered him if they could have worked out some sort of deal. Uh, you know, David Dahl was an all-star in 2019 and you know all all that means I, I think you guys realize this is that you had a good first half a really good first half he's a former number one pick he's got uh, a lot of talent uh you know he has the ability to you know really be an extra base hit guy hit 20 plus home runs and you know probably 30 doubles runs better than average um has defended center field though it's you know, he, he's okay in center field and course field. He'd be better in a probably a smaller ballpark. The biggest issue with David Dahl has always been uh, his inability to stay on the field. And he's had bad luck. It's not it's not just, you know, a pulled muscle or that sort of thing that, that seems to linger. He's had catastrophic type of injuries going back to his minor league career when he had a collision and uh, had a, had a, a, a splenectomy. Uh, so he's always dealt with these things, but there are some, athletes you know sometimes to no fault of their own that they just have careers where they're never ever fully healthy and, and so far uh, unfortunately for David that has been the case so Drew with that being said you know I Colorado has done a phenomenal job of evaluating offensive talent and we've seen that with guys like Arenado and Charlie Blackman and Trevor Story so with David Dahl who is a high draft pick it just seems to be a little strange that he gets non-tendered by Colorado to where you wonder if other teams would be willing to take a chance on somebody like that because if Colorado didn't see success there, why would another team see success? Well, it, it, it all depends on, 
on dollars on, on what you can, uh, you know, what you have to pay him, and and is that work into whatever your payroll and your budget is because he's still a very young guy. He's still, as we talked about, a guy with uh, several tools. You know, uh, he struggled last year after opening day. He had a really good opening day, had three hits opening day, and then really struggled and then got hurt again. Um, but you know, this is a guy that should be able to to hit for decent average. Um, he's an aggressive guy at the plate, so there's going to be a strikeout component to him. But um, you know, he should slug, you know, somewhere in that 450 range and and be uh, you know an average or slightly above average uh, defender. But the whole key is staying on the field. I mean, somebody's going to take it. I don't even want to say take a chance. Somebody's going to sign him as a young guy. He's in his prime and and, uh, you know, hope for, uh, you know, better health in a new environment. We're talking to Drew Goodman, Rocky, Rocky's broadcaster for AT&T Sportsnet, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Drew, as I look at the Rockies now, and it kind of goes back to that question about David Dahl and certainly the financial component of all of this, not only for the Rockies, but all across baseball right now. Where do the Rockies stand in terms of their life cycle as a team right now? Are they are they going into a little bit of a rebuild cycle after this year? Where where do you think the Rockies are right now? Well, I, I think when you evaluate the Rockies, and again, everything for every team, not to be redundant, is going to come back to uh, you know how they're going to structure their payroll based on uh, the world environment that that we exist in. And there are certain teams that seem to be, you know, that, that are going to be aggressive. It looks like the Chicago White Sox are being aggressive. It looks like the Royals, uh, you know, in your state uh, to the west of you are, uh, you know, being, you know, mid-level aggressive. Uh, I don't know what the rest of the industry is going to do. I would imagine the Dodgers will continue to be the Dodgers and the Yankees will continue to be the Yankees in terms of um, how they spend. But even even how they do it will probably be uh, – I'm sure they'll be a little more judicious in where they uh, apply their funds. With the Rockies, they always keep things close to the vest. Um, I, I know, interestingly, they actually are better on the mound from a starting rotation than they are from a position player standpoint. Um, offensively, they've struggled mightily the last couple of years. They have, um, you know, elite offensive player in Arenado. They have an elite offensive player in Story. They have a very good offensive player in Blackman, I think, still, though, you know, he's getting into his mid-30s. After that, they're well below average at virtually every position from an offensive standpoint. Um, so uh, you, you juxtapose that against their rotation. Their rotation's pretty good with uh, Herman Marcus up top and Kyle Freeland. Um, Senzatella, you know, came on uh, strong last year and has a lot of ability. Uh, you know, John Gray is still you know, in that mix. So they're better with their rotation than they are offensively, which is so strange to say about a Colorado Rockies team. Um, I think had things been normal, they were going to spend this offseason because they had a, a lot of uh, contracts coming off the book, particularly in their bullpen. Um, I don't know. I'm just being honest. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're going to keep, you know, their, their you know, money very tight. And um, I think they're kind of in this, 
you know, that, that middle-class state, which is, you know, it's tough to be in because, you know, you either want to be rebuilding and restocking the farm system or be at a level that you think you can strongly contend, and, and they're probably somewhere in the middle right now. So, so Drew, you mentioned Trevor Story's name, and to everybody on the outside looking in, it sure looks like Trevor Story could be a cornerstone piece for the Rockies, but, of course, a free agent in the upcoming offseason, not this one right here, how do you view the Rockies' plans with Trevor Story rather than let him walk to free agency? Well, you you never, and this is an obvious one, you never want to see a talent of that magnitude walk out the door and all you get is a, a compensatory pick. Um, so if you don't, if you can't resign him, don't think you can resign him, then you obviously have to move them and get move him and get you know, as much in return as possible. That would be, you know, heartbreaking for the fan base because Trevor Story, like Nolan Arenado, is is adored, you know, in this region, and, well, he should be. I mean, he does everything right. I mean, he, he impacts the game um, on both sides. He's, he's not only, a you know, a power-hitting shortstop. He is, you know, a, an elite glove. Um, he is one of the, you know, 10 fastest players in baseball, uh, so, you know, you're talking about a guy in a full season in his prime that's a 30-30 guy that, that plays gold glove caliber defense um, at, at, other than catcher, the most important defensive position. So, you know, this is a rare breed, and that 2021 class of shortstops I know is, is going to be probably a, a once-in-a-generation type of grouping uh, on the open market. Uh, you know, as a fan – you know, if you take the broadcaster hat off as a fan, you want to see, you know, the Rockies keep a story and, and build around him and get better around him. Um, he's a great kid on top of it. I mean, he's a high-character guy. Um, he's developing, you know, I think leadership because his nature is to be pretty quiet, but he's, he's you know, becoming more, uh, you know, outspoken, if you will. Um, I don't know. I can't uh, honestly, guys. I have no idea what the Rockies are going to do um, in that regard. Um, so uh, that will be fascinating to watch unfold here, you know, this winter and and going forward. I, I do I do think this much. Had things been normal, the Rockies and, uh, and Dick Montfort would have done everything they could to re-sign him and historically save a guy you know well and Matt Holiday. They have had great success at keeping their own guys, um, you know, whether it be a Helton, whether it be a Tulowitzki who ultimately got traded, but they gave him a very big deal. If you recall, mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado obviously just signed a 260 plus million dollar deal. They did it with Blackman, a hundred plus million cargo was an $80 million guy. They've kept their own guys. And I think if, you know, in an ideal situation, Dick Montford certainly would like to do that, but I don't know how this plays out. Final question for you, Drew. The guy that has certainly, for Cardinals fan, been the the great white buffalo that they've been wanting for the last seemingly five years is Nolan Arenado. And we know what the situation is. We've heard it play out publicly with his contract and with him wanting the Rockies to be a contender do you see anything changing for him and the Rockies this offseason as opposed to previous years when it was always bantied about, it was rumored that he was a trade candidate, and it's never happened? Do you think that changes this offseason or next year? I, I think potentially uh, it, it could. I, I think that the Rockies will always listen. They listened evidently last year also. Um, you know, the – Things have changed. Uh, you know, first of all, I want, I want to say this. When, when players come out and say, I want to win, uh, 
I always kind of laugh at that. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 because if I'm sitting in the in the locker next door, I'm like, what? I don't care about winning. You <laughs> care more about winning than I do. I mean, that's a ludicrous type of statement. I, and I love Nolan, but I mean, when when that gets thrown around, I, I, I almost I, I think it's comical and it was born out of the 2019 season, which did not go well for the Rockies, but was on the heels of 2017 and 2018 where the Rockies went to the postseason. So um, they were winning. And, uh, you know, with with the other thing that keeps coming back up with the pandemic and, and the finances, I know Nolan's not about every last dollar, but it's unlikely that if he were to opt out that he would recoup the money that he had on his current contract. So, I mean, what role does that play going forward? I don't know. I would say this. A year plus ago, fellas, if you told me Nolan was going to get traded, I'd say, no way, it's not going to happen. Now, if we all read about it tomorrow or next week that he got traded to whether it be the Cardinals or or another team um, for several players – I would not be shocked in the least bit. So, um, you know, the whole world's been turned upside down. Certainly the baseball universe has been turned upside down. So uh, I I think that's the best way I can answer that question is that it wouldn't surprise me now. It would have 12 months ago. Drew, always appreciate the time, my friend. People can find you on Twitter at DrewGoodman42. Of course, Rockies broadcaster for AT&T Sportsnet as well. All the best to you and your family. Happy holiday to you guys. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we get a full baseball season to be able to watch next year yeah you bet anytime and also a quick little plug uh, i have a podcast uh if if that i do a lot of different people around baseball and and, uh, and around sports in general so it's the drew goodman podcast if you want to download that uh much appreciated but you guys have a great holiday and uh we'll talk soon